then, yeah, so like, you know, I'm gonna be real with y'all, my, the next few bits of this are gonna be a little, little jittery for old teddies. Get her, get her, get her, get her, get her. I understand that this is the bit where you come into it, but I'm gonna be honest, when we when we did this next bit, I might have had a little bit too much, and like, all the details are a little... Well, frankly, they're all just a little bit fuzzy. Skitter, 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 skitter. Yeah, I, look, I understand. Look, we're just gonna move on through it. Uh, so, let's see here. We, uh... Yeah, we like... <clears throat> decide what we're gonna do and we're like oh we're all gonna go get ready and get the stuff and do the thing and be the thing and the look who's telling the story me or you y'all aren't even in here yet so just keep it to yourselves um all right so we wake up the next morning uh we got all our fancy thingamajiggers from Tao to let us breathe underwater because like otherwise we were gonna die and that was all real important and stuff, and we got a couple extra ones, too, because, like, <clears throat> you always gotta have some extras, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, anyway, <clears throat> we go on back down to the docks, and we get, like, four of us, and Eggs is gone, and there's, like, a note, and she's gotta go do stuff, and I don't know, that kind of establishes, like, a pattern that she would seem to follow for the rest of our relationship, and <clears throat> so we go on down to the docks, and uh, y'all like this part. <laughs> Yeah, because this is the part where y'all come and do it. So we go on down to the docks, and there's this like crazy looking ratty druid dude arguing with a warehouse guy about like some kind of living creatures. It just turns out to be y'all big old ferrets in the crates. Right, yep, yep, I remember this the first time you saw Teddy, it's the first time Teddy saw you, and I kind of just made a, an executive command decision, like, damn, those things are friggin' awesome, they are great, they are super adorable. Alright, alright, I, I, I know y'all are un, unfamiliar with praise, so I'll, I'll leave it be, but, uh, so I, I, I you know, I, I buy the ferrets, and then I kind of realized that I had no, no way to take care of you. Right, yeah, I know that one time I tried to feed you just ended badly for all of us, but so that's why we had to hire the crazy, you know, bits and stuff in his beard druid guy, turned out by the name of Dannon, to uh, take care of y'all and be our animal handler, right? Gotta have one of those. Alright, I'll talk to him about that. Yeah, he shouldn't be doing that in the same room. Really? How long has he been doing... All right, look, well, I'll deal with all this later. We've got to get back to the store here. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, like, then realized after I had this, you know, crate of y'all in my hand and this other guy that I kind of needed him to for what we were about to do in the underwaters and stuff. And so, long story short, tried to pass you off to somebody. It was a bit too important to act as a messenger, and I kind of forgot that, like, we're a secret guild for a little bit, but we all kind of forget we're a secret guild all the time. And, y- yeah, um, <clears throat> but it all worked out. So we finally got on the boat, and y'all came on back here. Yeah, I-, I still don't exactly know how you transition from being ferrets in a crate to, like, giant walking adventurers... I know you were all the same size, but that's a different story entirely. So we uh, we get on the boat and we start like going out into the ocean, and you know, um, uh, Kamara's doing her exercises. Salander does that thing she do where she like rolls the bones and tries to get ideas of the future, and she like pulls this ring out of the ocean. It turns out to be magic, and 
<clears throat> anyway, um, you know, what I'm doing is just painting on the deck because, like, I ain't got nothing better to do. I'm on a boat. Shit. Like, I don't know how to sail. I don't know how to tie knots. I barely know how to tie knots. That's... <clears throat> anyway, so I'm just painting and Dan is watching me and, you know, eating some, some holly. That's what he does. I mean, it chills him out. Like, I ain't gonna tell him, man, and not do what he needs to do. <clears throat> anyway... <clears throat> We, uh, we, we passed, like, some kind of merfolk fishing hall. It's loud. It's annoying. Just, anyway, uh, that's when things started to get a little bit more interesting, to be frankly, perfectly honest with you, because middle of the night, I get woken up, because, like, the boats are rocking, and I hear this old man yelling, like, don't rock the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was like, don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Um... <clears throat> And so we go on about deck, and whoa, there's a big old sea monster, cracking tentacle monster, thingamajigger. And I, I'm making this bit, I think, less cool than it actually turned out to be, but we fucked that thing up. I'm gonna tell you right now. Whew, y'all weren't there for that, but like, I chopped off a couple tentacles, Salandra like electrocuted it, Danon started fucking throwing shit, and like, oh yeah, we were doing a right good time fucking up this big old kraken. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I probably could make it a bit more exciting than that, but, like, I'm gonna be honest, I was kind of focused on just, like, hack and slash, chop, chop, chop. I even had to use, like, a, a sword instead of a hammer, because, anyway, it's a different conversation. Um, all I know is that at some point, Solander ran on down to the, the deck where Kamara and I were fighting these tentacles and was like, oh, you have to be careful, we're all going to, and then the boat blew up. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I said. The boat blew up like full on explosion. Um, and I got knocked unconscious. I tried to like dive into the water like an action hero and like, but didn't really <clears throat> work out the way I thought it was going. Um, because I just was unconscious. But apparently, uh, Slaughter and her sister, you know, gathered on us up and got us into a lifeboat and. I think I remember saying something about a big door, but just for me, uh, like, like, um, you know, like, like I was floating on a door and everybody else was floating in the water and I was like, no, you no. And they were like, no, it's okay. And then for some reason I didn't let him anyway. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm making, yeah, that's, that's a thing from something else. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, so, uh, we're, we're in the lifeboat and Solander sees this like ominous light in the dark water coming towards us and we're ready to like fuck them up. But, uh, you know, turned out to actually be like a good thing. She said they were void ranges. They're like merfolk people with like that, that light on their head so they can see on the under. It was real weird. I don't know. I don't really remember it super well, but, um, they took us on to Toll Marine, which was the city we had been trying to get to in the first place. And, uh, Kamara and I put on our masks and Dan and turned into a seals. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. A seal. <laughs> no, not like the singer, like a seal seal. Anyway, stop interrupting me. So like we go to the city and it's just, just like giant underwater structure-y domey thing with these four pillars and it's on an ice shelf and like, yeah, we Kamara's like still unconscious so we put the mask on her and like they take her to the cleric and yeah so I mean anyway what went on was
Alright, so you guys are in Tolmarine. You have just dropped Kamara off at the cleric's office, uh, Sully Greywater. Uh, he is a previous noble who has just, uh, or not so recently, renounced his, his title. Uh, his family is now under the supervision of the Tide Crashers. Um, but you guys know that he is in good hands, that Kamara is in good hands, and you're on your way. What do you do? As we're rifling through belongings looking for this job posting, Danon pulls out a sprig of holly and begins chewing on the back end. <laughs> now, wait a second. Uh, my man, is that good for the teeth, or is that just like a you thing? Oh, it's both, man. I dig it. Holly is great for a lot of different things. Cool. Hey, um, you want to try this? And I'm going to, Nate, I'm going to take out one of the vials of green goo that Tal gave me. Like, I don't know what it does, but do you want to see? <laughs> yep. That's fair. Amazing. I don't know, man. I pretty much just stick to the holly. That fixes everything I need it to. Cool. All right. I'm just going to. I don't know what this is. I'm just going to keep shaking it, because I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't really trust your remedies that were cooked up at an alchemical station, man. No. Which job did we take? That's the one question I had. Because I have all three of them, so... Oh, we took the, <clears throat> the, the missing people one. Right. So you guys are here in Tullmarine. Um... You've been sort of summoned by Crystal Frost Reef, uh, who has sent you a message that things have been getting a little bit weird. People that she knows have been going missing. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that is why you're here. Obviously, Salandra has her own reasons to be back, but you guys have been given this job. All right, so Salandra said we need to go find her parents. Uh, and you guys leave Kamara with the... Uh, with the with the cleric that you guys were, uh... we'll stop in and check up on yeah. her. Yeah, we'll stop in and check it. We'll stop in and check up on her. That seems okay. good. Um, yeah. So, kind of on the way as you guys are kind of weaving through the through the tunnels and, and kind of going by some built in like carved in residential area and some marketplaces. Um, the you kind of you come across an area that is very clearly like um has a line of people waiting to see the cleric um and uh sticking your head in um you see that the cleric is sort of like kind of leaned over kamara and she's on on like one of four beds that are that are there um she is still very much unconscious How's she doing, Doc? Uh, she a friend of yours? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you could say that we work together. I'm her boss, Teddy. It's nice to meet you. Um, so how's she doing? I don't know, man. Uh, she's out real good, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know what's gonna wake her up, but I uh, what happened out there? Well, uh, it was the darndest thing. We were on our way out here, you see, and um, wouldn't you know it, our ship just kind of blew up, and uh, we all took some bumps on the head, and I don't know, maybe it's just a piece of debris caught her too hard and she needs to sleep it off. 
I've had that happen. Table leg to the face can put you out for a day or two. Uh, and he he says, I don't know. Um, do you guys come in contact with anything? And he kind of like turns over her wrist a little bit. And there is a... Like where you would expect there to be a vein. There is like a dark black line. Oh. <clears throat> almost like kind of like a almost like it's uh, like a poisoned vein. Yeah, I think I've seen that movie. I think it was called Venom. Hold on a second. Can I <laughs> and I mean she's tiny, so she's just like shoving at everyone. Move, move, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, hold on. Steps out of mm, way. Thank you. Mm, okay. Um hey Doc. I know some things. Can I try something here? And and he just kind of smiles. He says, be, be my guest. I pull out the vial of green goo. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, I know no, better than no, that. No, 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 no. I'm using this as an example. Now watch. See, can I roll Arcana on her? Uh, for sure, yep. That's a... Oh, shit, that's a 19. Okay, so what are you looking to know? I am trying to discern if there's any necrotic damage or any inherent magical property to whatever's going on in her body. Yeah, so uh, not necessarily like necrotic, but there is some sort of magical properties to the poison that is coursing through her veins. Not good. Not that's not just like poison. It's like magic poison shit. I hop back down. Hope that was helpful. Oh, that sounds real bad. Ooh, magic poison shit. Uh, And the doctor once again says, "Uh, "Okay, magic poison. Great. Good to know." There may or may not have been a large multi tentacled beast. In, involved in the explosion like a kraken oh mercy um oh allegedly uh, no 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 he says he says when i say oh mercy i mean mercy the name of the thing that probably attacked you i i can figure this out just she's gonna have to stay with me for a little bit um yeah that's fine but she'll be fine and he just kind of like laughs he's like if you had just told me all right, look, I don't know if it was a big secret. And he looks back. All right, Kamora, we'll see you next episode. Come on, everybody. Let's head on out. Enjoy your spirit quest. <laughs> you know what? Now I have to do a, a one-on-one recording with, uh, with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Uh, Salandra takes you guys to... The temple. We're gonna go meet your parents. Do any of you believe in, uh, you know, patron gods? Nope. I just put my hand up. Uh, I mean, not. It's. A, I have a complicated history there. No, I just pray to the moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Um, well, just to let you know, you're heading to the bastion of the Storm Lord, um, and my father is the head priest there. The keep it casual, right? Got it. I'm just gonna not talk. <laughs> As you guys reach the temple, you see this 
white bleached coral uh, like conch shell sticking out from the ground sort of angled on a 45 degree angle um there are like sort of undersea gardens kind of surrounding it more sort of like coral pieces that are jutting out from the side of this building that are like different wings of this temple as well as the shell sort of like reaches at its peak towards the rift uh, that is in the middle of the city almost as if kind of reaching out towards it (laughs) Uh, i guess uh eggs probably is the only one that hasn't really heard this explanation yet but um the merfolk in this ocean are very like angler fish like <laughs> oh shit yeah all right so like they are they're either like sort of translucent skinned with like big grinning cheshire faces and like the dangling like light bubbles or they're black the dangles uh, yeah the dangles but that is that is their look like they've got the like the little big bit of dangle <laughs> little dangle and that's little the little light dangle um yeah so they're dangle dirty fucking dangles boys they're, they're a little unsettling um <clears throat> to look at probably no it's okay i'm into it i like it <laughs> huh that's cool all right didn't expect that one expected more of a fish man kind of thing Murph, you know. And I guess, um, all right, as you as you sort of enter uh, into the temple, there are various people kind of uh, strewn about, going about their business. Um, and you see three people kind of huddled around a smaller table, and a voice you recognize sort of pipes up and says, but what are we going to do? The, the Stormlord rejected our last sacrifice. I don't... I, I... What happens if he rejects the next one? I just look at Teddy and mouth sacrifice at him and shrug. Teddy just nods and, like, stops moving and just kind of, like, looks at Eggs and Dannon, like, let's just... Uh, doesn't say anything, but just kind of, like is not looking happy. <clears throat> Looks at Salandra. Teddy will slowly back out of the room. Okay. Um, and they sort of like whisper between each other for a little for a little bit uh, until Salandra's father kind of like tilts his head a little bit and then looks directly back and he says, Oh, oh, Salandra. I, uh, I, I didn't expect you this early. Speaking of running away at one word of sacrifice for everybody at home, as soon as they have that, I like to ex- imagine there's like a furious exchange of glances between like Teddy and Eggs and attempted furious exchanges at Danon, who is just kind of glazed off into the middle distance. Um, yep. <laughs> Teddy and Eggs just kind of like bolt, like, oh, and we're done here, and just yeah, like slip out the door. And left. Yep. Yeah. And Teddy um, is just going to grab, like, the first person... Or he's going to leave the temple, for starters. Just straight up leave the temple. And, like, look at Eggs and just, like, finger to the lips, like, and just kind of nod out, like, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. So you guys leave Salandra and Danon at the temple. Uh, did you want to go talk to someone? 
Um, what do you want to do? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't even yeah. say anything. I'm all the way following Teddy out because yeah, it's complicated history. We're out. <laughs> yeah, we bail on the temple, and I grab the first person that I see outside the temple. Hey folks, and welcome to Chef's Night, episode 26. Sorry for the uh, late release on this one. Um, life got a little hectic, and well, you know, we're uh, trying to figure out this whole self-isolation thing. So, yeah, hope you're uh, staying healthy out there, and hope you're still enjoying our show. Uh, thanks for coming back and listening. Um, other than that, we don't have a whole heck of a lot to tell you guys. Uh, the next show is going to be out in two weeks, as per usual. But, uh, yeah, we'll let you get back to the main course. Uh, excuse um, me, could you tell me where the nearest establishment to buy large amounts of alcohol would be? <laughs> uh, Gotta get fucked up! Let's do it! Uh, you're, you're probably heading, uh, heading back into the Foundation Quarter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need the, sh- the best, I just need the closest. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he just kind of, like, points you. He says, you keep walking back, uh, you know, maybe about five, five, ten, five, ten minutes this way, and it'll be the first, uh, it'll be the first, uh, pretty much the first establishment on your left. It's called the, I'll uh, figure it out. I'm great at finding bars. Thank you for your <laughs> trouble. Here's, uh, have a great day. And Teddy just leaves. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and um, all right, so if we go this way, and they just shuffle off, and Teddy goes, they sit sacrifice in a very casual tone of voice as they're walking. I would almost bet. Uh, can I roll religion? Absolutely. Is that cool? Okay. I'm gonna Fuck do it. yeah. I'm going to do it. She has a real, real weird sense of what a god is. Um,. Oh my god, that's a natural 20. Um, So plus five, 25. So your your understanding of their, of the Genasi religion is that they do indeed uh, get their power from what they call the Stormlord. Um, However, sacrifices are not a common thing among the religion. In fact, it is not even talked about as a regular part of it. Like, it just doesn't happen. Teddy, no, I don't... I, I think Salandra's cool and all, but there's some weird uh, shit happening. I need alcohol right the fuck now, and I jump on Teddy's back. Charge! Teddy charges. He doesn't have to be told twice. He'll <laughs> pass her a flask as he kind of, like, jogs over in that direction. Here, My... this should get you there, and... Um, and Teddy will be like, friend. thank you. Teddy will be like, you know, it also kind of, now I used to run with this much weight on my back. Hey! It also, sorry. I, I will smack you. I weigh 45 pounds, man. I, there's already a giant hammer on there. And no, a you're big fine. sword. Just go, 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 go. All right. But doesn't it I will, do you want me to cast kinda, fly on you? No, it's fine. Here, just, okay. I'm going to slow down a little bit. Um, okay. maybe do more of a Luke Skywalker light trot. Um, Nice, nice. Doesn't it strike you as a little bit odd that we get a, a letter about misophoke when we hear two people talking about sacrifices? 
Oh, you mean like maybe they sacrificed the missing people to the... Yeah. Nope. Don't want to think about it. Go. Teddy, yeah, we just go. We go. And I assume Eggs and I continue this conversation getting very, very drunk while Slandra and Dan (laughs) make the obvious decision of how do we find Teddy? Yeah, so you guys guys eventually find yourself in uh, inside the Coral Cork. Um, A beautiful name nice little uh, great <laughs> uh, a nice little pub in the uh, in the foundation quarter um, there are all sorts of different types of people uh, some other like water genasi that are kind of crystalline looking um, less flowy and watery but more ice like um, kind of hang around in there Um but there are merfolk and, and other water genesi as well, and uh, an interesting grouping of people. So Eggs' eyes are as big as saucers at the crystalline folks, and it's like, <laughs> do you think, very conspiratorially too, Teddy, do you think they would let me, if I paid them, take a piece of whatever they're made out of to do Teslon? You know, maybe if you bought them a few rounds of whatever they drink first. <gasps> Okay, can I see what they're You gotta build up to that. That might not be a first date kind of thing. Teddy will just start drinking. (laughs) I'm a very smooth talker. (laughs) Alright, Teddy drinks and waits. I'm gonna just watch that one. (laughs) I feel like this is how I this is how I feel when my players do this shit to me. (laughs) New abominable scene. Let's go. Eggs tries to convince some salt monsters for a sample. <laughs> Take one. Yep. <laughs> Let's do I, it. I have the clapperboard here. I can do it if you want me to make it feel more legit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What are they? What are they drinking? Can I kind of just like stand on the table and look? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can see various different types of alcohol kind of strewn around. There's there's beers. There's whiskeys. There's um, there's like this weird little like bubbling black acid type situation that one of them is drinking and it looks like just the most potent thing that you have ever seen. <sighs> I need to know what that is right the hell now. I'm just going to walk over there. Okay. Hi. What's going on? And I say it in every language I know. <laughs> Uh, what languages do you know? Ooh, common, gnomish, draconic, and abyssal. Okay, uh, and um, the person that you that you walk up to just kind of like puts out a hand. It, it, it's okay. I I can speak common. It, Sweet, <laughs> awesome. What uh, is that bubbling cool thing you're drinking? That looks amazing. Uh, well, it is a bit of a delicacy. Um, we like to call it the essence of Seth. Came from uh, some far off Wanti settlements. Um, made with a little bit of the uh, venom from a Wanti. Teddy just sits at the bar. If there's an instrument like a piano in the corner, he'll go play it. <laughs> he'll just start cranking him out. I'll roll a performance check if you want me to. Uh, I think yeah. I'm gonna. Really, there is a there is a large harp in the corner. Yeah, Teddy. Oh fuck. Um, 
Okay. All yeah, right, but... Teddy will not go play the harp because he doesn't know how to play that. <laughs> it's a thing with strings. I mean, if you're not going to make me take disadvantage or anything crazy on it, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, will, I mean, I'm not going to give you advantage, but I will. I don't I want make advantage. You... It's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, 24. <laughs> Teddy's apparently really good at this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you start playing those uh, those melodic tones as, uh, as Eggs is having a chat with this person wondering about that weird alcohol. So... Play the ballad of Billy the Kid, but on the harp. <laughs> so that's an impressive instrument to just sit down and pick up. Teddy, drunk savant. <laughs> uh, ha- Hallie. Yes. How, what did what did you what Sorry. did you get from our conversation? <laughs> um. So no, I just uh, eggs is super curious about whatever that. All I heard was its essence of, and then everything just went <laughs> pooped out on me. All right. Uh. So. So the. the uh, the person you're talking to, he says, uh, "Oh, it's it's called Essence of Seth." Essence of S- Seth. <laughs> I just okay. So, mm, can I buy you some more of that and have a conversation with you, lovely people? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's yeah. So Teddy will just rock that fucking harp. He's just gonna rock that harp. <laughs> just keep jamming it. Well, Teddy, Teddy is now just increasingly growing. This is behind the behind the screen to look into Teddy's head. Um, yeah, we don't exactly even know how we got here because we were unconscious for most of it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, like he's very much prepared for the uncomfortable conversation of like, so what happens if we find out that your parents have been people snatching? <laughs> like, okay. Essence of Seth. Essence Seth in a bottle. Seth. Yep. We just pulverized Seth and we just <laughs> well uh, served him up. <laughs> we we the uh, uh, so they do. He does mention that uh, he's like it is a it's a one tea delicacy. Um, comes from a uh, a far off village. Uh, pretty much the only place that they make it, but they like to use their own venom in the alcohol. Gives it that little potency. Oh yeah, you're looking at like two gold a shot of this stuff. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he takes a couple of drinks and um, and he's like, "Wow, I." So you, it's not often I get more than you know a single uh, a single drink of it in a night. Thank you very much. That is one of the coolest things no pun intended that I've ever seen um I was hoping now this might be an awkward question because I'm a stranger um but I'm gonna ask it anyways would it be possible to to take a (laughs) there's three of you a sample from you and figure out what you're made out of and he says water yes but I, I will yep no we need about five of those please uh and he says pop out he uh yes uh that one um uh there are uh a couple of us and he's he kind of does the quotes thing a couple damn it where's uh, teddy teddy get your the, ass uh, over here quit playing that harp 
the first um, family of Janassi that uh, that came into this plane from the water plane um, maybe abused their protection magics a little bit too much uh, being this deep in the ocean um, while building this glorious city that we call Tolmarine. Um, and uh, as such, we have been blessed with uh, a permanent icy fixture, as you see. Um, we are still water genasi at our core, but some of us come out a little more icy to the touch. And he sort of like reaches over and lets you touch his touch his hand. <laughs> yeah, he laughs. He's like, "Yep, that's." Uh, he's like, "All of us are very, very chilly people." I mean, I probably need another one of these drinks. Uh, and the uh, the barmaid that is um, that's kind of going to making her rounds. Um, she comes by with another another five shots. Teddy finishes playing. We didn't start the fire on harp. Um, and uh, Teddy, sit down. also, down. at some point, I definitely like hope that a bar worker wandered over my direction and was like, "Can I get you anything?" No, it was, it was real good. It's real good. I need a drink, 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 drink. Oh yeah, absolutely. The yeah. Uh, the barmaid that was kind of wandering around, she she came over and kind of gave you a quizzical look at you playing the the harp and was like, "Can I mm-hmm. get you?" Yeah, um, here you go. Teddy just like plops ten gold onto her tray and just goes, I just don't want to pay for anything else the rest of the night, so just keep hang on to that. And um, here, you could just fill these up, and Teddy pres- resume. You know how that scene, every time like a really badass character walks in somewhere for the first time, and they're like, take out your weapons, like you have to go in unarmed, and there's this like comically long seam of them like taking out all their weapons? <laughs> There's like yeah. 50 knives just hid littered over their pe- their person. Yep. <laughs> Teddy does that with flasks. <laughs> and he just starts pulling them out and uh, like looks around to make sure that nobody's really looking to see where he hides them all. But like probably I'm going to say an indeterminately large number come <laughs> out. And um, just goes, I also need all those filled up with like mid-range whiskey. Uh, oh, okay. I think, yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, and she just turns around like so confused. I'll and, be around, <laughs> and like heads off to to do the thing. I know how many there are, but I'm not going to say the number out loud. They're in last darkness. <laughs> uh, and uh, Teddy will do his next song, and then get up and go join Eggs at the Crystal People's Teeple table. The t- Crystal the- People table. The crystal, the crystal people steeple. Yeah, <laughs> crystal people steeple. Uh, New location okay, in yeah. Nathan's world canon. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yep. 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 I'm here. Hi, I'm Teddy. Nice to meet you, crystal people. <laughs> Teddy sits down. I was playing the harp. I was doing my thing. I was jamming out. I had never played a harp before. I thought that was real good. <laughs> So when you sit down, right, does right, does Teddy right. actually say crystal people to this guy? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, that seems fantasy racist, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, all right, so Teddy yeah. Teddy made a huge deal about his own feelings about being called a half-breed, so he's definitely not going to call someone crystal person. That seems awful. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so yeah, you guys end up having a having a couple of drinks of uh, of the essence of Seth, and by by the end of it, um, this guy. Do you want me to make a Constitution save? Oh yeah, definitely, Can Teddy. It? Can I do it with advantage because I'm a hardened alcoholic? Uh, the question <laughs> like is, is have you ever had real. this before? Um, oh, uh, what well, I I want to say yes to that. I want to say that Teddy, as a bar worker his entire life, every time that like something rare and weird would come in, would just like sneak off some of it. Okay, then then I will take that as a you can you can do it with an advantage. I, I'll even give you a story. Okay. Yep. Let's let's hear Te- the story. You pass over the essence of Seth, and Teddy goes, "Ooh, I ain't seen some of this boiled down Seth shit." Until uh, for probably like 30 years, one of the uh, Dwarven boys snuck it in from a trader coming up. And, oh my god, we were using it outside to strip the paint off of fucking tables, clean them off real good. This shit will rot your insides. And Teddy shoots it back. (laughs) Oh, first one is a natural 20. Nice. Shoots, can I just like boom, boom, boom a few of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, I'm going to go play me some more harp, y'all. Enjoy it. <laughs> and goes back to playing Billy Joe. And this guy that's sitting with eggs is like, "What the hell? Who the hell was that?" Okay. He is. He's a. He's a wild man, but he's good at what he does. Anyways, hey, I rolled a dirty twenty. So, <laughs> uh, was that for? God, I made another cotton save because I'm throwing him back. Um. Yeah. So he's like, "Man, you're uh, tell me." Uh, yeah, you're doing a good job on these uh, on these shots. Let's see, what can I do for you? How can I? Hmm. I mean, I don't want to like. I don't want to impose. I realize that was kind of a rude question, but I, I just like this place is so cool, and y'all are cool. <laughs> Again, not pun intended. And he just kind of laughs, and he kind of he scratches. He like scratches the back of his head, kind of like trying to figure out what he can do for you and he kind of brushes his like his hair that's kind of like sticking up a little bit in the back and he like gets this idea you can tell that his face like lights up and like you can see that he's sort of like struggling a little bit and all of a sudden you hear this like click and he pulls out like a chunk of what should be his hair but it's just like a solid ice crystal uh it, will, will that work for you? Uh, takes it very gingerly. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing! I'm, I didn't know I needed it. Now I need it. Okay, you, my friend, are my new best friend. You can have whatever you want. What do you want? I can do things. I can blow things up. I can make you things. I can cast spells. I can fix shit. Whatever you want. What do you want? Uh, He, he says, honestly... I just want a drink, and um, I, don't, I don't need anything else. I'm just happy that I can help. <laughs> <sighs> Such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Usually I have to wheedle people, so I just I buy him as many drinks as you want <laughs> until he gets stupid drunk if he so chooses. All right. Uh, yeah, and as he, uh, as he, like, he starts, like, kind of, he just drinks and drinks and drinks until he's kind of, like, face first on the table and, like, spewing and... <laughs> Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. While Teddy and Eggs are hanging out at the bar with the Frost Genasi, 
Salandra's uh, father decides that it's time to go. Um, and he says, Salandra, uh, please accompany me. And he looks at you, Danon, and says, uh, if you would like some help around the city, uh, a guide, maybe, I'm sure one of my daughters, uh, Asai, actually, she's very good at, uh, at the knowings of the city. Uh, she knows her way around quite well. Um, I'm sure she can accompany you. I'd be happy to give you a tour. Uh, and you guys would know Asai as one of Solandra's attendants, one of the three of her sisters that are always with her. Uh, do you take her along, Danon? Yeah, I'll take Asai with me, ma'am. We're going to have a good time. I think I might know where we can start. So Crystal Frost Reef is well enough known in the city that you probably, uh, or most people pro would probably know where to find her. Uh, yet, oddly enough, most people really haven't been that forthcoming with the information. However, your expectation is probably either the, I would say the the construction guild, based on what your the information your father has given you. I guess the uh, the planning and architects building, or like everybody else, the bar. If I recall correctly, we should be able to find Crystal here. She's an important person in these parts. Wait, Crystal person? I thought this was Crystal Frost Reef, man. I haven't seen that breed of holly in like a decade, man. I'm trying to get my hands on some more of that. I assure you, she's a person. Wouldn't you think it's strange to get a letter from a plant? <laughs> uh, the construction quarter is pretty, like, pretty busy. It's kind of like whatever, whatever hour equivalent of like kind of like lumber yards and stuff would be. Um, uh, it kind of has like the architects building there, the the construction guild, um, and everybody is. It's always sort of bustling with people. So, uh, yeah, the first person you kind of um, stop and ask. Hey, man, we're here to see uh, Crystal. She sent us a job about, like, uh, some missing people or something, ma'am. Uh, they say, oh, yeah, uh, Crystal, she's, uh, she, her office is, um, is just in the construction guild building there. I don't know, I don't know if you're going to be able to get through. Uh, she's a busy gal running the, running the guild and, you know, always around, always has people coming in. But you go in through the front doors, ask the receptionist, and that lady will do what she can, I guess. It's not like an overly ornate building, but it's kind of like tidy and neatly structured. Uh, plenty of like kind of weird right angles that are built out of large chunks and slabs of ice um, with sort of the, the white coral and like different colors of coral sort of lining the outside just to sort of give it that little bit of vibrance. And the doors that are that are open and are like this like large almost manufactured slabs of like of vibrant pink coral you manage to you can see as you're going up the steps to the front door that there's just this giant desk and a genasi woman is sitting behind the uh the counter you can tell that she's like an old an older lady so her hair has crystallized, but like the rest of her body is not. So she's almost like a first generation. She just kind of waves you guys upstairs. So yeah, yeah. So as you're as you're kind of like walking up the stairs, there are people like just going, like whether they've got you know papers and scrolls and and just all sorts of different things, just sort of like running all over this place. You can tell that everything is just go go go. Um, and you get up to the top of the stairs, and there is this 
very ordinary looking door to a like wide office and on the on the front of it etched on the door just says frost reef this is the place and asai opens the door oh hey man i'm dannon and this is asai we're here about the job you sent to the guild man and she kind of ushers you guys to a couple of chairs on in front of her desk uh it's nice to meet you dannon i'm uh i'm quite pleased that you guys were able to uh come and and see me she says uh, uh well i guess you from the letter that uh, that i've given you uh you know that some of my family members have gone missing uh recently there's something that i maybe omitted from that letter i myself may have gone missing according to the people here for maybe about a week's time but i'm the only person out of all of my family that has made it back and i can't tell you what had happened or you know anything about that time that i was gone um the last thing that I recognize is that uh, the last thing that I remember is having a visit from uh, someone from the priesthood, and that's really about it. Um, suddenly, I was back in my bed at home, um, waking up the next morning, and I did what was normal to me, and I came to work. A priest visited you. Do you know who it was? I vaguely, vaguely remember him. It's uh, It's been a bit, but... I uh I can't say that the name is is coming to me but uh he's a he's an older gentleman. It looks like he was uh pretty well um established within the uh, within the priesthood. If I recall, I think he he wore the robes of maybe of a high priest. Those those memories are so are so fuzzy. Um I lost a whole week. A high priest. It it was someone from the priesthood. Someone who definitely works within the temple. But I don't remember well enough to confidently say it was the high priest. And that's not an accusation I would want to make because obviously we want to have all of the information. But I can tell you with confidence that someone from the priesthood did visit me before I went missing. I will investigate this matter, I assure you. We'll get to the bottom of this. Who else has gone missing? Um, well, there are a, uh, a couple of... Uh, of demon families that moved in back in the day. They're the uh, they go by Emberfrost. Um, mainly, they're they're the children of um, Frost Reefs and um, and the uh, and the Ember families. Um, we've got uh, we've got one young man named Iceland who disappeared uh, probably about three four weeks ago. My sister uh, Janine. She disappeared about three weeks ago, and you know, then myself, uh, I disappeared two weeks ago, and then at the beginning of this week, you know, I uh, it's kind of when I showed up. Um, there were a couple others before Iceland. That's that's all I can really tell you. We've lost maybe four or five people in the community. Um, all people who are very important parts of the community. They help out around here, or they they help. Um, you know, they're, you know, they help arrange our markets and they help do quite, quite a bit. Uh, losing them is, puts a lot of instability in our, in our quarter. So why'd they let you go, man? What's special about you? She says, I don't, 
There shouldn't be anything special about me. But they let you go and they have everybody else, right? <laughs> and she says, I mean, if you can say they have them, we don't know if they're alive. We just don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here, man. <laughs> and she says, I, I appreciate it. I, I understand that. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you. She she stops and she looks you directly in the eyes, Danny, and she says, Optimistic? Huh. I do remember a vague thing. Just fuzzy. And it was like something to the effect of why why was she rejected or she's not good enough but like very small sort of fuzzy bits and then yeah that kind of of the of the whole thing that's maybe the only thing that i remember so i don't know is there does that make any sense to you it's not ringing any bells for me man the way she sort of like describes how they said like she was rejected it definitely sounds like it definitely sounds like there was a point that she was the sacrifice that was rejected or denied this is starting to sound like stories that i heard in my childhood about the thing hey man i've been hearing people say a lot about this thing called the thawing can you tell me more about that man <laughs> and she she laughs and she says the thawing those were <laughs> the uh the old stock of priesthood before she says before your grandfather took over before things started to stabilize between Janassi and uh, or I guess the the four families and uh, and the frost reefs that uh, that was a term that they used when they decided that they wanted to get rid of us frost reefs the frozen genasi or the crystalline that's a that's a term i haven't heard in a very long time whoa man that sounds brutal do you think it would actually come to that i mean i definitely i mean i'm i hope not i'm hoping that like these are just sort of one-off cases uh i don't think that uh, i never thought that the the thawing would would occur. Varys flees down an alley and steps through a barrier changing the environment of the city she's in. What does she do? Varys keeps running. She, The world keeps shifting around her. She's not really sure where to go, and she's kind of relying on Taraxis, the director, because she's feeling completely lost right now. Taraxis directs you to take a left. I take a left? You continue to run, and in your haste, you trip and stumble. You hear groaning as around the corner a group of zombies approaches you. What do you do? Is there another direction? You can go, you could try and climb. 
You could try and go back the way you came and take another turn. You could try and force your way through them. So, yeah, Varys turns around trying to find another way out. You try and find another way out. Do you try and go up or back? Up. Varys is going to try and go up. You scale the walls. You crest the roof of the building. You make your way to the other side, trying to look for a way down. And you see before you a town square where, well, horror of horrors, you you thought this place was just the undead, but below you, you see them tearing apart living creatures. And is, is there another way to go? Can I climb across the roofs or? You could try and jump to the next roof over. Varys thinks you can make it. She's going to try and try and make the jump. You land hard, your chest against the ledge of the roof. You can pull yourself up, but you must be quick. You already hear creatures clamoring beneath you. Okay, so Varys tries to climb up and she's just thinking about when she was a child and was crushed in a cave-in in the Underdark and where she nearly suffocated and that's all she can think about is just gotta keep going gotta keep going as you pull yourself onto the other roof you feel yourself pass through another barrier or perhaps another barrier passes through you it's quiet here it's still and it's dark you can see there doesn't seem to be anyone around what do you do Paris is going to look at Taraxis and try and get a gauge on how he's feeling. Like, he's obviously a little shaky already, and she just wants to see if he sees anything else. He doesn't see anything of note. But it's still here. Almost too still. Is there any cover for me to go to? There's a trap door that leads down into the building below. Okay, she's going to go for that. You climb down into the building below. It seems to be an empty warehouse of some kind. As you look around and gauge your surroundings, you see another trapdoor leading somewhere below and windows and doorways out onto the street. Everything is very quiet and still. I can't hear anything at all. You can only hear your own breathing and the breathing of Taraxis. It's unsettlingly quiet. This isn't like this, and so she immediately starts trying to go down further. You climb a ladder down to the ground. Nothing has changed. Do you leave this place? Are my options outside? You don't know till you go through the doors. Everything is quiet and everything looks clear for now. Varys will go out the door. As you step out into the street, you feel yourself pass through yet another barrier. It feels like they're getting closer together. They're not as far as apart as they were when you were wandering the streets with your ally earlier. But speaking of, everything here is seems to be made of steel and glass 
there are people here, you notice, but they're scared. They're hiding in their houses behind statues, and soon you notice why. You see a spectral figure, sword in hand, walking towards you. In the corner of your eye, you see another one appear. The cenotaph has found you, and it seems like he's splitting. Soon a legion will fill the city. Mrs. Fair is like standing on edge, and she tries to talk to him. Cenotaph, can you hear me? We need to stop this. We need to go. Cenotaph continues to approach. Uh, I really... She's worried that he's going to reach out to her, that she's not going to be able to pull herself away. And that the fear of the electricity from before is getting at the edge of her mind. Is there a way out? You suspect going back through the door will only lose you ground. It'll be harder to go anywhere. Though you could try and duck into that trapdoor that seems to go below ground. Alternatively... You could try and run. There are only two, and if you go in a direction that they're not coming from, you may be able to escape them. Senator, you'll have to hear me, right? You know who I am. It's me. We see an intruder. An intruder in our city. You don't belong here. Uh, Taraxis's like, feathers are all ruffled, and he's starting to like cough really low and almost growling way like he he does not like this situation Averos is picking up on that the two ghosts continue to stalk you blades out now that you're closer you can see that they're different neither of them looks like the cenotaph you knew one is a tall tiefling with vicious teeth that you can see in through the mouth of its helm the other's face is completely obscured but it's the size of a regular man Maybe just some person from the city. Does she like? Does she feel that it's the cenotaph? Despite them looking different? You know what he is, truly. He's told you before that there are thousands of souls within him. And these ones seem to have gotten out. Yeah, she's gonna slowly back away and see if she can find a way out. They start rushing you as they see you're trying to escape, drawing their weapons, moving with a sudden force and violence. You hear a thunder crack, and one of them is right behind you. Paris is going to just kind of throw her hands out behind her and try to send some sort of magic to defend herself. And as she does, suddenly the nearest cenotaph is carrying a 50-pound wheel of of cheese. The ghost looks confused and halts his movement as a sudden change in weight. Would a weight matter to a ghost? Well, the rules don't seem to apply here. And as you pass through another barrier, he does not follow. But soon after, you see the other one follow through. Sword raised. It looks like it's screaming some sort of violent bloody call, but you can't hear it. Is there somewhere that Ferris can get into? Like, is there a building or any form of, like, tunnel or bridge she can hide under? 
Woods. This looks like a typical city center. There are shops, and there's a church. You said that there were people in some of the buildings, right? Yes, here they're going about their day. They don't even seem to notice the ghost running through them, or the knoll being chased. Paris is going to try and like, go up to one of the shops and like bang on the windows to try and get someone's attention. The shopkeeper looks out at you startled. It's a large bugbear, gray with age, but still strong and vital. And he moves towards the door and looks out at you and opens it. What do you do? Does he seem corporeal and not cenotaphy? He does. And as you look at him, uh, yeah, what do you want? I need to get out of here. Would you know where someplace I can hide? Uh, where? Why do you need to get out of here? He does not seem to notice the ghost quickly approaching. You must act fast or the cenotaph will get you. She pushes past him to into his shop. Ah, uh, what? He goes to move after you, his long, long arms failing to grasp you as... You seem to pass through another barrier, and now you're in a decrepit, empty shop. Now you can hear the ghost's blood-curdling scream as it's coming for you. Is there a back entrance or exit, per se? There is. Okay. Ferris is going to go for that. You find yourself in another back alley. It's raining here. The rain is cold, and you can feel it quickly seep into your bones. As you moved through the rain, you felt yourself slowing, as if you realizing too late that this rain must be enchanted. You can feel the effects of what feels very similar to a ray of frost spell. Your bones are aching. And then you feel... The ghostly blade of this cenotaph just scraping your arm from behind as he narrowly misses a mortal blow. Ferris is going to try and use her magic. More lights are swirling around her hands and her arms. And then. Or whatever spell Varys was trying to cast fails spectacularly. But your wild magic surges, and the ground beneath you crumbles away. You fall through, and as you fall, you see it returning to normal. You have managed to evade this cenotaph for now. You hit the floor with a thud, and your vision goes dark. <laughs>